Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. I'm Notch. And I'm Colin. This week, Clint Dempsey retires to the relief of player genitals everywhere, while Toronto get a deuce dropped on their playoff chances, and Waza celebrates as DC United reign on Atlanta's party. Alright guys, well, how did you spend your bye week? Did you go to Vegas like Ibsen? Did you go to the State Fair like a bunch of the other players? What did you do? I went to Houston. Did you watch the Houston game over there? No. I think they were playing in New they're, York anyway. And then in Dallas, which right. is actually four hours away from Houston. Yeah. That state is too big. Break it up, guys. Seriously. Yeah. Wait, you want to give Texans more power? Or less, I don't in know. In the Senate, but, yeah. you know, not in the House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we just make a separate hey, Texas with, like, Austin and San Antonio and Houston. The blue wave is hitting Texas, too. Beto 2018. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll <laughs> believe it when I see it. Um, I did, in fact, go to the State Fair. I did not, however, run into any Minnesota United players. No. Which made me sad. I was it there. Was Jerry and Eric, the day that I was there, oh. but but of course I went to the booth way too early. And if you if you I bet if you had texted like Jerry, he would have wherever he was in the fair, he would have come and said hi. The man just cares too much about things. You never gave us his number. No, I'm saying like on Instagram. Oh, anyone can like oh, message okay. on Instagram. Also, I don't have Jerry's number. What made you think I had Jerry's number? Like gods don't give their numbers to mere models. Uh, <laughs> you know, I okay. I. I like wished I had Jerry's number, but don't we all? Um, Thought you had his number. But hey, I was at the state fair. Speaking of numbers, on the day when they had the largest attendance ever, Saturday, like so many people. Yeah, it was mad, like completely crazy. But there was these like awesome elotes, which were the closest to the Indian corn that I make at home on the grill. Um, there's there's a way that on Indian street corners, especially leading into the winter, you will see these guys with coal fired like mini grills on on wooden carts. Like it just occurred to me how stupid this is, but they, <laughs> they they're cooking these corn on coals and they add some fixings to it. I make that at home. Everyone I've ever served it to has been like, oh my god, tell me how to do this. This is so amazing. And this Mexican elotes that I had at the Tejas Express in at the state fair was the closest anyone ever come to that i still as much as i love state fair elotes it, it doesn't compare to arizona elotes like there was an elotes place right down the street from me when i lived in mesa and it was fantastic like it was mind-blowingly good yeah but I it's bet. in arizona and, well right. hold on they no. also did sonoran hot dogs which is basically if you took elotes Except for replace the corn with a bacon-wrapped hot dog. That sounds like kind of the, the thinking that went into make, taking a hot dog and making a corn dog. It's like, let's but, take the bread and add corn instead and fry it. But, <laughs> but when you walk outside after eating that, you're still in Arizona. This is very true. Yes. Hard pass. Hard pass. I, I also want to add, by the way, speaking of corn dogs, I had a prawn top up, as you do at the fair. Yep. And it matched when, with, the, with the ketchup and the uh mustard on the other side it all its colors matched my spain jersey i have the 2016 spain like awake it which is really really awesome and it's and got this like ketchupy mustardy color that's what they're going for i'm pretty sure with that for sure when nike released it they're like and then the ketchup mustard colored across the, the jersey we call it the dollar dog yeah all right hey speaking of dollar dogs uh we didn't have any because there weren't any minnesota united games last week so let's do a abbreviated version of a segment that we call our sport has a bright future ahead. United Passions. In the United Passions segment, we talk about the United we're most passionate about, Minnesota United FC. Now, since there weren't any games, what do we want to talk about? Mason Toy scoring a goal, his first professional goal for the switchbacks. I think we just talked about that. You just did it. Thanks for Notch. Well their, done. Okay. Uh, <laughs> their defense was crap, and uh, the switchbacks had Mason Toy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who they are in this situation. I forget LA who he's Galaxy playing. LA Galaxy 2. 
Ah, okay. Well, li- winning- like father, like son, yeah. And then winning- everyone. LA did? Yeah. Oh, well, too bad. Yeah. Well, anyway. Mason Toy scored. That's the only important thing that we care about. All right. What, uh, uh, why are we actually going to talk about practice? We never talk about practice. It's practice. It's practice. It's not talking about a game. It's practice. Not the game. Not the game. But practice. Yeah. Practice. Uh, so I think Alan um, said it best. So let's not do that. <laughs> Colin is disappointed. <laughs> he, he looks really like I just, I just wanted to mention that Eric yeah, Miller was still training though. on the side, but Jerry and Quintero apparently were both in full training today. So that's cool. That's it's nice. Not a game. We're f- we're it's, fishing it's for pra- anything that practice. we can talk about. With Mario Ibarra call up to Ecuador national team. Yeah, we mentioned Rasmus Schuler to tell the Finland and Tavo to tell for Tosrita last week. Yep. Okay. Well, we, yeah, we we talked about Rasmus, but not not Calvo. And of course, all these players will not be back in time for our midweek game against America's team, DC United. Not great, Bob. Not great. great. And we, we'll we'll talk about why that might be bad <clears throat> for us in just a little bit. Uh, so okay, that that's all. Uh, we oh yeah, Minnesota United won like one of the like exhibitor awards at the state fair. That was cool. So really, we were undefeated last week. Yes. Losing, we, losing streak over, guys. I think we need a butter Minnesota United next year. In, wait. You know, like how they have like the butter Miss Minnesota, the butter, you know, anything. So we need a butter Minnesota United. Princess PK of the Milky Way? Yeah. There we go. I, well, also, I, I want to I wanna give a big shout out to Pablo Maurer, who said how uh, PK yes. has has a look like he's I just walked this. in on his parents having sex. Uh, it's and it, Chicken Boo. Yeah, it is. He's Chicken Boo. He's giant bird. You put your eyes out. You guys know Chicken Boo from Animaniacs? I, I do. Okay. I, I still prefer Pablo for that. I'm oh, sorry. That's okay. I did yell that at PK when I was drunk in the stands once he turned and looked at me. I just stayed still because he can't see you when you're standing still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. So it's Velociraptors. Okay, with that, let's move into a segment that we call The Top Step. But the cream rise to the top, oh yeah. In The Top Step, we cover the latest news from America's Division 1 leagues, Major League Soccer, and the NWSL. Why don't we go with the NWSL first this time, guys? I know you got to scroll a bit in the notes. Uh, but they had one game, and I was sorely disappointed because the game read Washington Spirit versus Sky Blue FCs. No blue skies. Not only that, it was delayed because of decidedly not blue skies at all. Because uh, there was a lightning delay for three hours that caused a curfew at the stadium. That sucks. Yeah. And uh, Sky Blues were very upset on Twitter. Multiple players um, complaining about the fact that they couldn't have rescheduled the game to some time that wouldn't be within like 50 hours of them playing another game. They're coming up against the Red Stars tonight as we speak. Indeed. Um. This was a brutal 1-1 game to watch. I mean, that's what happens when you're watching two teams with a combined two wins on the <laughs> and season. One of those teams has both of those wins. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's bad. It's, it's, a, it's a San Jose versus Colorado type situation. It's even worse than that. Yes. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. Uh, so, so penalty off the bar by Shea Groom. Yeah. Um, that kind of started us off. Yeah, that that was the uh, that was the moose bouche. Um, Washington's goal was kind of a calamity of being unable to beat the keeper. Multiple rebounds, and eventually it got cleaned up. Um, and then the one very nice thing that happened in this game, um, Killing gets a rocket on the end of a very nice cross and a excellent dummy um, to score the equalizing goal for Sky Blues. In the 87th minute, um, it still means that Sky Blues are winless in 18 matches. How many have they played so far this 18 year? 18 okay. matches. Just, just, okay. Double checking. Whoops. So, so when you said a c- combined two wins, are both of those for the spirit? Yes, indeed. Ah, yeah. Man. Okay. And I was already complaining that I cursed the spirit this year. Yeah. Whoops. What you do with the Sky Blues? Yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's move on then to talking about Major League Soccer. First up, New York Red Bulls faced Houston in the midweek game. 
where the the Dynamo flew far away from where Caleb was, and uh, this game ended one nil to the Red Bulls. Shocker, Houston being terrible on the road. I mean, when I hear you know Houston and then being bad away, it, you kind of think of the iconic duos like JFK and RFK, uh, Kim and Kanye, uh, Colin and having odd beers that I don't recognize in front of him while we record. Both of which are by Surly. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we're all drinking Surly tonight. By all I mean, huh. me and Colin. Speak for yourselves, friends. I'm drinking water. What are you drinking, producer Nick? Yeah, water. See? <laughs> Nerds! <laughs> okay, so debut goal for Brandon White, homegrown player, who got uh, set up by Tyler Adams, who is off to Red Bull Leipzig, we have heard. As of today, after this winner's, uh, the, the, the winner break or whatever, he's off to Red Bull Leipzig. It's not official, but it's happening. Pretty much official. Yeah. 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 Ralph Ragnick, I think his quote was that we have two players coming in who were not released by their clubs in advance of the Bundesliga season. And the other player that's coming in is from Red Bull Salzburg. So, so that's weird how those teams are connected. Uh, weird. <laughs> yeah. Right. You, but because Red Bull doesn't, isn't the same as Rosenball Sport. Right. It's really odd. It's very different. Okay. DC United started their week midweek by playing Philadelphia Union and losing 2-0 at home. That wasn't good. They're saving themselves for the weekend. Yeah. uh, Win. This win put Philadelphia 10 points above the playoff line, which is also where they stay after their tie with Orlando. Yeah. Sneaky good season so far for Philadelphia. I feel like we haven't talked about them enough. Uh, CJ Spawn back in form after kind of a rough start to the year. and. Buffett Buteau has seven goals in the year. As for a winger, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Dave Zeitlin, a freelance writer from Philadelphia, mentioned that for the first time in club history, the Union have won five straight games across all competitions, and this streak has, number one, put them in an Open Cup final. Number two, given them a road win on a late goal. Number three, shut out a top five MLS team. Number four, given them another shutout. And number five, another shout-out on the road against a hot team in a new stadium, this being DC United, of course. Now, not bad. I, I put to you, good sirs, uh, hashtag, are the union good? Yeah, I think so. Uh, solid young defense in front of probably top five MLS goalkeeper. And now with CJ Zabon and Fafi Buteau. And Corey Burke now, too, putting in the goals. They just made this run to... Keep this run going to yeah. a playoff run to a couple I, rounds in. I still think they count as sneaky good, given mm-hmm. that you have to expect the young defensive core to kind of disintegrate at some point. You have to expect Corey Burke to cool off because you know he's been a breakout star. There's a lot of things that have fallen exactly into place for the Union right now ride that fire as long as it goes but it might come apart come the playoffs maybe i think they'll solidly make the playoffs though oh yeah they will make the playoffs at this point it's hard to to sometimes remember that philadelphia season started with them asking fans to take photos in front of a garbage truck outside their stadium (laughs) but uh anyway that metaphor was lost recently uh thanks to this win streak anyway moving on san jose played fc dallas and won four to three. God damn, San Jose getting their first win at home since we were there in March. Uh, San Jose Week has one of the season. Uh, four wins on the season, two against a uh, certain team called Minnesota, and the two against FC Dallas. Other, other than that, they don't have any wins. So that's that's that's, that's got to be um, the weirdest stat yeah, in MLS this it has year. To be, that a team is at the bottom of the conference and yet has two wins against Minnesota and two wins against the top team in the conference. I present to you, though, that without knowing it, you say that that's the weirdest stat. You can also, there is a stat that there is an MLS team out there that has the most number of players who own clown shoes. I mean, we don't know what it is, but that stat exists. It's out there (laughs) if we choose to seek it. I don't, I don't know f- how you would go about seeking that. Given the fact that, that they're very, given the fact that they're very well paid on the back line, I got to assume it's the LA Galaxy. But okay, okay, yeah, there we go. Uh, well, this was a bonkers back and forth match. I think is the right description. Uh, that is how we described it. Yeah, the notes. That's what the notes told me to say. So I did. Vaco 
gets a brace. The second of those goals included him dribbling into and off of multiple defenders, and yet he still was able to score. You remember last week we were talking about Alex Ring, and I said Alex Ring is not like doesn't sound like he's from Scandinavia, you know, from Finland. And then Caleb gave me some guff. Uh-huh. Uh, Magnus Eriksson now. See, he's on brand. Dude looks like a Viking. His name is on brand. I'm like, yeah, that, that guy is probably from Scandinavia. And he is. So Alex Ring needs to figure out what his brand is. Like, get some consultants in. You should call uh, Joshua Kane, who place you're born with, who sounds very British, but is actually Norwegian. Aha, uh-huh, that's wrong. Okay. No, that's actually right. He's, he is Norwegian. No, I'm saying he's wrong. No, I'm correct. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry, though, the notes again say Dallas's goals all included suspect defense from the Quakes. Yeah, I mean, one of the goals by Santi Mascara had a pretty solid stop-up move. But besides that, I mean, this was still a really bad Quakes team. It was just an inexplicably bad Dallas defense on this game. Wando gets a goal to get one closer to Landon Donovan, or I should say Lando. I was going for the alliteration Wando Lando, but... And I was going for the, I don't know who Lando is. You mean Billy D. Williams or Charles Gambino, and you ruined it by saying Landon Donovan, so thank you. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I gotta get better at this reading notes thing. Yeah, that's... Well, anyway, Wando is uh, within three goals of the all-time MLS goals lead. That's a scary stat, and that's why you sound glum. Uh, I, I feel nothing <laughs> about... Okay. How do you feel about Jimmy Maurer letting in four goals? I used to like him. I always liked Jimmy Maurer. Ah. He seems to be having a hard time of it. Probably. Lately. I'm okay with it. He's not in a loon shirt, so, I mean. Yeah, fuck that guy. I hope he dies. Okay. I didn't say Wow. Well, the, we the usually views... save that invective for loons players. Hold on, man. <laughs> the views <laughs> of Notch's, Notch's views on Jimmy Maurer do not reflect the views of me and Colin. We think he's just a stand-up guy who's probably well, what about, nice what, and likes puppies. What about your views, producer Nick? Okay. Oh, he, he, he did draw his finger across his neck, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Portland scored two goals against Toronto and at this point, Toronto are dunzos. Uh, we'll talk about how they were even more dunzos later, but uh, Timbers, though, have snapped a four-game losing streak, Wait, proving that losing they, streaks they, can they, be snapped. They, they, they didn't Surprise to me. They didn't, they didn't end. We have hope. Yeah. You're telling me they didn't end. We have hope, yeah. sirs. Um, at huh. one point in this game, Seb Blanco juked three <laughs> ankles into oblivion and then promptly shot high from eight yards out. We thought it was going to be one of those games. And then it got even more bizarre because Diego Chara scored a goal. That, what? I, that, I can verify that that happened. You Can you verify do. how? Yeah, no, I, I don't know. But you, good sir, Caleb, said an evergreen statement earlier. Yep, I said, uh, what did I say? Terrible <laughs> giveaway by Michael Bradley. I think that oh, should yeah. be carved and then in there bronze. A, and there was a bell ring and angel got his wings. Yeah, exactly. Or her wing. Well, uh, David Guzman got the second for the Timbers and, uh, that was that for that game in Cascadia. But we had producer Nick, who was visiting Seattle versus SKC. He was watching as a Sounders for three past SKC, who had scored early to get one goal, but then too got demolished. Early. Yeah, too early. Yeah. So Theodore Rubio scored off a half volley, 90th second of the game. And yeah. then it was all downhill from there for Kansas City. Yep. Three goals unanswered by Seattle. Now, Clint Dempsey. He's gone. R.I.P. <laughs> Caleb's doing the, the Dempsey, like, head shaky motion. I'm just sad, as I said on Twitter, that there's one less player to boo. You know, like, I, I look forward to booing former U.S. men's national team players, and, you know, the dark boos will regret this one. Not only that, Dempsey was always somebody that I think enjoyed getting booed. Like, he was the heel that American soccer needed. Now, the, you picked up on a tweet I saw you retweeting that actually was poignant about Dempsey's role in the continuum of US, U.S. soccer superstars. Yeah, um, aside from the fact that he was one of the great players that just tried things, 
He was also one of, if not the most prominent American player that came from a disadvantaged background. You know, he grew up poor in the middle of nowhere, Nacogdoches, Texas, and still managed to, between hard work, grit, and that kind of asshole attitude, he was able to carve his niche in in American soccer, was able to, you know, get a foothold, showed what he could do, and then went off to Europe and did quite well for himself, came back here, did even better for himself. So if someone asks, oh man, how can we do the next Dempsey? Maybe the answer should be make youth soccer affordable. Yeah. That, yes. That, would, that might help. That might help. Although I have to say, uh, sadly for Dempsey, all of the good that he's ever done in his career was wiped out by his rapping. So too bad. Sorry, Deuce. <laughs> uh, Montreal played New York Red Bulls and the game ended 3-0 to Montreal. Wait, um, no. No, Read that again. That has to be wrong. Montreal 3, Red Bulls 0. Are you, are, are you sure that we wrote that down correctly? That seems weird. Yeah, well, Montreal need a lot to get into the playoffs. And I mean, the Red Bulls are in the race for the supporter shield. But I mean, it, it the, the stakes were lower for them and it showed in this game. Did, did the Red Bulls play adults? <laughs> I'm just it was I'm actually so like why this happened. I mean, Red Bull 2 is pretty decent in USL. But yeah, they always win that they brought up. So anyway, Rob Fanny, uh, <laughs> funny name, uh, scores on on uh, a corner. Bakary Sanya scores his goal. That was nice. Iron skillet. Both those goals come off set pieces for Montreal. Yeah, and then Ignacio Pieri. We've missed these Montreal oh, announcers. They're so good. Uh, they're so good. You know, I I didn't. I think... can see the nipples through the highlight video. <laughs> Ripples the nipples the mish. Uh, I I had not really fully registered the Montreal accent until the last two months, where I watched the um, Danny Davido scene from Super Troopers <laughs> two, and that, then that movie is fantastic. I I, so I need much. to watch it, and then then I watched Anthony Bourdain in. Uh, Montreal and Parts Unknown, and they had Such other, a good episode. Great episode. It really is. And man, those Quebecois, holy crap, they have a very distinctive accent. And now these commentators going back, it's obvious that that's how they are. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Of course. I mean, they are from Montreal. Okay, well, New England played Portland. The game ended 1 1 here. And I, I want to say this about New England's roster, which is that you say Pania, I hear penis. Dr. Freud, paging Dr. Freud. I mean, seriously, <laughs> guys. Christian Pania. Like, every time his name comes up, written, said out loud, whatever. I'm just thinking penis, penis, penis. Christian penis. <laughs> so- <laughs> anyway, maybe that's the title of this please, episode. <laughs> please, producer Ned, make that a drop. Penis, penis, penis. No, I'm thinking, and then, yeah, that's you can't take my voice and do that, but not just what can do that. Okay. <laughs> well, Caldwell kicks it in off a rebound from the keeper to open the scoring here, and then leaping Larry Olam doesn't actually leap. He scored it after like maybe bouncing tiny bit off the ground, but then actually gets it off the volley. And then Brad Friedel pulled a Mourinho slash Ivan Lannister and said after this game, "Quote: I've told the players to their face. Every single one of them are playing for their contracts. Absolutely." And we're coaching for our contracts. That's professional sports. If we don't make the playoffs and we're not successful, there will be changes. If we make the playoffs and we're successful, there'll there'll be less changes. That's normal. And if you must say you are the king, then you are no true king. So if a team doesn't make the playoffs, they'll change things? Weird. Okay, never mind. This is a new concept for me. Um, (laughs) Just a a very quick aside about the players playing for their contracts as much as the coaches are. Um, New England is actually behind their uh, last year pace for points per game. Okay. Just just going to insert that little factoid about Brad Friedel coaching for his contract. I mean, yeah, I could make a crack about Brad Friedel coaching and contracts and stuff, but I'm not going to do that because that would be very mean. Uh, New England are winless in nine. Sad. Orlando played Philadelphia in Orlando, game ending 2-2. The uh, moment of this game, though, Haris Menduyanin, is that how you say it? It sounds right. I mean, Menduyanin. 
It's probably the first one. Okay. Let's be honest. Harris Mendiani, and he grabbed his pania at the Orlando fans when the union went up 2-1. <laughs> and, I mean, this is apparently a thing. Orlando fans grab their junk at opposing players when they're taking penalties or whatever, yeah. or they're getting close. Uh, says a lot about the Orlando fan base Wait, right there. They grab their junk when they're getting close. <laughs> okay. All right. That's that. Yeah. That says a lot about us now. Okay. Well, anyway, so Mendujanin, uh, yeah, giving back what he got, uh, something to be said about professionals being above non professional behavior, blah, 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 blah. Dom Dwyer scored on a free kick, blah, 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 blah. And um, Corey Burke gets the equalizer. Papa Pico de Gallo gets the second one. And then Scott Sutter equalizes in uh, stoppage time to disappoint fans of decency everywhere and give Orlando the tie. Jerk. Yeah. Columbus played New York City FC, won the game 2 1. Shout out to Precord Sports Ventures. They advertised their July 21st game. At this game. Hey, but tickets were half off. And, you know, if I could go back in time. I mean, why isn't Minnesota United on this whole go back in time situation? If we can go back and play games that we've played before, let's... I mean, I have a half dozen from this season and last that I would like to see played again. Every single time we faced San Jose. I don't want to watch that again. I mean, the result would be different, hopefully. It would be like a a butterfly effect situation. Butterfly effect situation. Damn it. Okay. All right. Well, anyway... Uh, is he to Judy Shradi? We still don't know. And he jumped on a lucky bounce in the box to take the lead for New York City FC. But then Harrison, not that awful. Actually, pretty decent. Not that bad. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. that bad. One time's a volley off of his own shot, bounced back to him, and then he scored it from 25 yards out. Nice and shot. Justin Merrim in his triumphant return to Columbus stores his. First goal since returning, correct? For the believe so. True. Awesome. Although mm-hmm. it might have bounced off his arm, but it could have bounced off the defender's head, and um, it, it's a little suspect. But he we'll give it, in, it to him. The man got death threats. Just yeah. let him have the yeah. benefit of the doubt. That's, that's probably yeah. what the ref thought when he's like, "Is it a nah?" VR's like, talking to his ears like, "Don't take the earpiece out. This one's gonna stand." Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one win in six for NYCFC. Crisis. 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 Sure, crisis. I'll give sure. it to you. I'm sure. always up for drama. You did a crisis. We did a crisis. Everyone did a crisis. Hey, speaking of crises, the last couple of weeks have been pretty bad for Save the Crew uh, situation, but a veteran sports reporter whose name I have unfortunately misplaced, a veteran sports reporter in Columbus, says that MLS officials have surveyed a downtown stadium site and a training facility site elsewhere in the city and have approved both or quote-unquote signed off on them. Now. Uh, he's he. This guy is reliable about Columbus sports news, but MLS have denied this through more um, uh, mainstream soccer reporters. Hard to say who's telling the truth here. The we know that the uh, the people involved in the Columbus partnership have a non disclosure agreement, so they can't reveal stuff about their negotiations with MLS. So we don't really know. I just hope that that this is true. I'm I'm hoping against hope for the the save the crew to the Columbus fans and uh, hopefully this comes through. I mean I would give MLS all the credit in this situation. Let Precard fuck off to Austin and they have to deal with him and they'll see the the seed the the tree that grows out of that seed in in a few years time. But Columbus can have its team. I see stay. what you did there. Thank you. All right, uh, FC Dallas played Houston in the Texas not derby because it's not Heineken rivalry week anymore. No, so this it's, game uh, wasn't as contentious. T- as childhood last week. cancer, t- t- children with cancer week. No, no, no. no we're kicking the said. cancer, not the children. But the cancer's in the children. Yeah, but we don't get the children. <laughs> I'm very confused. What the hell, man? <laughs> God, that we talked about this, bro. Oh God. Uh, well, I I think. That this game was less contentious than last week because FC Dallas managed to put four past Houston, who could only answer with two. Again, Houston being bad on the road. Who knew? Uh, Michael Barrios continues his hot streak. Dallas scored its second when Joe Willis rushed a ball on the edge of the box and then promptly fumbled it, and it rolled into the goal after a Dallas player vaguely touched it. Yeah. Just, it was the slowest roll into a goal I've seen 
in a while. Yeah. Like I would have said that the third goal from Dallas was the slowest roll that I've seen in a while, but it it wasn't even the slowest in this game. That mm. Joe Willis did not have a good game. You know what tweaks me out? There's an episode of West Wing called Mr. Willis Goes to Ohio, which is one of my I favorite. I love that episode. Oh, my God. Everybody does. Such a good app. Seriously. But there's this congressman that, like, titular character is Joe, Congressman Joe Willis, who is filling the yep. seat for his deceased wife. Mm-hmm. And you feel really sorry for him. And he's, like, this adorable man, older man who's, like, super nice. He's a Constitution teacher. Like, he knows the Constitution back and forth. I mean, he is... The most wholesome character on the West Wing ever. And then you have this goalkeeper dude who looks nothing like him. Yeah, uh, very much not like him at, at all. Yeah. Um, although, that being said, he is considerably more wholesome than other Houston Dynamo keepers. Sure. True, 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 true. Well, two penalties late, one for each team. And now Houston, if you're keeping track since the last time we talked about them, are winless in 10. Oof. Oofta, indeed. Well, with that, let's take a break. We shall return with more We Call It Soccer. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer, where we're about to discuss Toronto versus LA FC and the game ending 2 to 4 to LA. Toronto FC uh, decidedly now out of the playoffs. The defending MLS Cup champions, um, I mean, mathematically still could make it. Yeah, they're three points behind New England, is in eighth. Doesn't matter, does it? Is it? It's top. I don't know if I forget. Yeah, it's it's less mathematically dead and more like Minnesota level dead. (laughs) Oh, thanks. That made me feel better. Dead on arrival. Cool. Yeah, I mean Toronto are now at uh, just to give you give you the points here. They are on twenty seven points. Montreal at thirty six. Toronto do have one game in hand, so it could still happen. But uh, chances slipping very quickly with six games. To go in the season. All right. Well, anyway, Clint Irvin making for quite a bit of comedy. Starting his comedy career a little early. Hasn't retired from soccer yet. But uh, maybe he should. Yeah. Watching that, he definitely should. Ball rolled past him on a deflection. He waited to see where it was going until it was past him before he decided to try and save it. That was kind of... It was almost like someone had taken a remote control, hit the pause button, and you're just like, Ugh. and, and then yet really the play. ball kept going. Right, exactly. That was my goalkeepers on full manager all the time. It's infuriating. Well, LA got two more goals via Rossi <clears throat> and win before Altidore got two goals. Yeah, two very quick. Um, rocketed one under the bar to get them back into contention, and then. Carlos Vela, when the smoke hadn't even cleared yet, because by the way, we need to talk about this. Why is Toronto putting out so much smoke after their goals? You can't see anything. Something, something, atmosphere, something, something, do it in Europe, something, something, Ultra. something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one thing when there's an open field and the smoke blows away quickly, but when the players can't see what's in front of them, I think it just makes for a shitty experience even for a supporter. I want my players to have a chance of winning. On the plus side, Jonathan Osorio got an extension. Hey, so. that's great. That makes everything better. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Not for Toronto. Now, Real Salt Lake, you know, we we're talking with Columbus, how Precar Sports Adventures had decided to send us all back in time. Well, RSL went back in time a week and scored six goals again. This time against the LA Galaxy, you could only respond with two. Jonathan Dos Santos proving that he still exists and can score goals early in this game. I think that Very broke early the fa- in this game. I like, think that broke the fabric of our reality and, and pulled ourselves from last week into this week and allowed them again to score six goals. Twelve goals in two games. RSL, what? 
I'm surprised that we've gotten this long into the segment to not mention the fact that there was a duck on the field during the game. That was I mean, amazing. I've never seen that happen before, ever. Right. We it's had crazy. the better duck. Uh, our duck did not have to be chased off the pitch like the duck in RSL versus LA. So Yeah, that duck was kind of an asshole. Although the Just duck in RSL did stop, like, stop an attack from RSL, the only attack that was stopped by our, the Dallas defense slash the duck all game. Yeah. So, so wait. I think they, I think that are paid him 1.2 million a year now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, based on how much they're paying for the rest of the defenders, again, we should remind you the most expensive defense in this league, a complete shambles. Oh, it's terrible. Holy and mother of also, God. Also, how is David Bainham still in a starting job here? He is garbage. Yeah. That's he why San Jose gave him up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he shouldn't be starting for any team. By the end of this it's game, crazy. Zlatan was back in defense because he's like, fuck you guys. You need my help. It, uh, it's so bad. It, it was inexplicable. However, there was at least a couple of moments of brilliance from RSL. Um, my favorite one, Demir Krylock chipped it over David Bingham after volleying it off his chest. And then headed it in for the second goal. That was... What the... What? Caleb Caleb referenced FIFA Street, and I think that's what that was. That was was a skill move. That's the kind of shit you pull, you know, when you're not going to lose, and you're just like, I just want to try something here. Uh, It was embarrassing. I mean, that's that's all you can really see. And then Ruznak had a bullet volley off a cross from Savarino. I mean, God, it must be great to have players who consistently score. It must be great. To have that yeah, on your multiple team. players because we have player. Yeah. We have player <laughs> singular. Do we though? Do we? Do Contero's we? Yeah, that Darwin. Player. Okay, he is. He's just been out for a couple of games. You might have forgot about him, which is really good. It's okay. You know the 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 red mist that comes in front of my eyes, much like the loons. And you know, anyway, <laughs> Vancouver played San Jose, won the game two one at home. Now, yeah, I'm really gonna miss Alfonso Davies when he goes to Byron too. <laughs> He's he's gonna pull a Julian Green. Yeah. Oh no. Poor guy. I mean, opening goal, almost a perfect assist, and then Mesquita misses the error, but then scores a uh, misses the header, I should say, but then scores a fantastic goal right off. Mesquita with the bite. Sorry. Mesquita with he he smoked the defense. I think we, we both should leave after that. That was yeah. I think. I mean, the podcast doesn't get any better after that, guys. No, no, to be no, honest, no. It's, it's time to end. The fact that you guys didn't mention mosquito bites as like a negative thing after he missed the header—that's the thing that disappoints me. That's, I mean, sure, I guess that's your opinion, but I think mosquito bites is also. Like, a terrible pun that we used, and we should I shouldn't defend that. We at should all. have made malaria also, jokes. Going, I mean, you could either go with barbecue sauce or malaria. <laughs> we here, already right? have you know. cancer jokes. Let's stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Let's penis, not penis, turn penis. into the days okay. I know. Let's keep this relatively civil. San Jose gets the make weight right after regulation ends, and they miss two good chances to equalize very, very late on in stoppage time. All right, we gotta now move on to the final game of the top step. DC United versus Atlanta United. You know what? Now time to stop you right there. Oh, hey, go ahead. You know, you know how to make a boy happy. I'm rippling my mish right now. Oh, DC United 3. Atlanta United 1. By the way, guys, can you just leave the room for a little bit? Just I, you, you can leave the towel. Just gladly. keep it there. I regret everything. Um, no, just, just put that away. They're hey, keeping me away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so DC United getting the win. I was so so happy about this. This this really just made my day. <laughs> Turn off the music. <laughs> uh, David Moyes. Okay, so how can you start? My, my, my week started very happily by hearing that after Tata Martino, uh, who's rumored to leave after if he doesn't extend his deal with Atlanta United, if Tata Martino does leave, David Moyes will be coming in to take charge of Atlanta United. Please, from your mouth to God's ears, I would love this. So, first off, it's not entirely that David Moyes is coming in. It's that he is interested in the job, which, to be fair, 
I'm interested in the Atlanta United job, it would it would pay me significantly more than my underwriting job would, and I would be able to coach a, a ridiculously talented attack. If you are not interested in this job, you have not looked at that roster I and would, looked at the rest of MLS. I would only take that job to commit professional seppuku and destroy that team from within. But anyway, I didn't have to do that this week because DC United did it for me. Lucha Costa, you open the scoring on a Wayne Rooney assist. What's up? And then uh, something happened. Atlanta scored a goal, blah, 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 whatever. And Rooney, though, What's up? had an incredible perfect fucking peach of an assist a roundhouse like he uh, Wayne Rooney we forget he's fucking Wayne Rooney but he is and then he puts this assist to Ariola who's brought down in the box for penalty DC United gets their second scored uh, by via, via Barco and then Vaza scores yep and then finally Acosta completes the game with another goal off a Wayne Waza. Rooney assist I mwah, this is beautiful I, I just want to, again, finally take, take the little, this little narrative of, of, you know, retirees coming to MLS and it being a bad thing. I want to take it upstairs to bed and tuck it in, uh, in, in and come back down while the rest of us enjoy the fact that Wayne Rooney is really good. I will say this. I think I said on this podcast that Wayne Rooney was going to be okay but not great. I am willing to accept that you were correct. You were right. Thanks, sir. Wayne Rooney is fantastic and is ripping up this league. Oh, I love it. And I'm very happy to continue watching it because it is fun as hell. All right, let's now move into a segment that we call Get Low. Let's get low and get to a wrap-up of U.S. lower leagues soccer, starting with the USL, where North Carolina, Texas Ranger, that's a very old joke, by the way. I mean, this was like a joke that came out when they rebranded and put that damn star on their crest. It's not like three years ago, two years ago, at least. Anyway. It was last season. Really? Yeah. That was their first season? Well, I mean, it's the second season, but... Okay. North Carolina, Texas Ranger, playing the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Rowdies getting three goals, all from one man. Sebastian Guanzati with his first three goals of the entire season, no less. And both teams still sitting outside the Eastern Conference playoffs. Somehow. FC Cincinnati played the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, getting the 2 1 win. Fernando uh, Adi with the game winning goal in the 80th minute. Uh, Cincinnati is now unbeaten in, well, since May 26th. Uh, 16 12, games. 12 wins, 4 draws in that span. A uh, little unfair when you have an MLS player who you're paying with money you don't even have yet. Yeah, they were that good already. Calm uh, down. Okay, who is BST? Bethlehem Steel. Okay. Oh, of you. course. How did we not determine that by just the letters there? It's crazy how simple that was. Well, Bethlehem Steel played <laughs> Pen FC, lost 3-1. Oh, wait. Pania FC? <laughs> that is... They, they should rebrand because that is very it's explicit, and I don't think the USL should allow that. Um, Congrats to Penn FC. They won the You're Not Scranton Derby. Uh, 3-1 win for them. By the way, in case you wanted to know where all of those... Hey, I wonder where the fuck that dude from NASL is. Apparently, they all play for Penn FC. Here's a good list. Tiago Calvano. Love him. Romal Pezer. Cigarettes and baguettes. Tom Heineman. Eats the crowd. Lucky M. Kasana. Quite unlucky most times. Pedro Galval, Walter Ramirez, Paulo Jr. Like, this is... Wasn't Walter Ramirez the guy who traded for a washing machine? <laughs> no. That was Walter Estrepo. Ah, oh, gotcha. <laughs> and he was traded for, <laughs> for like, transportation. No, I'm pretty and sure it was hotel, a washing machine. hotel rooms. I'm pretty <laughs> sure a washing machine would have been more valuable than what they got for. But in uh, any case, like, I watched that game and I was like, Wow. I remember that dude. I remember thinking that dude was decent. And they're all playing on the same team. You know, I noticed today also that Michael Reed plays on Nashville SC. I knew Justin Davis, Brandon Allen, and Ish Dome were on that team. But I didn't know Michael Reed was actually their captain. He's a former Minnesota United player, left in uh, before the 2014 season started. 
And so I think Nashville SC is the player with the most ex-Loons players on a single team for yeah, four. Yeah. You'd have to consult the E Pluribus Lunum Where Are They Now series, but I'm fairly certain you are correct. Yeah, it's pretty nuts to me. Well, and they'll be in MLS next year. Hopefully, G- Davis gets his shot. I really God, love I that guy. So. I want him to That'd succeed. be awesome. Anyway, well, uh, REA, which sounds like Royal Monarchs 2. It is. Played San Antonio FC, and the game ended 2-1 to San Antonio. Hashtag free Lance Lang. Ooh, throwback. Goal and an assist <coughs> for the second straight week. Dude's a good player. God. Dude I, is a good player. Every time I think about our 2016 season, it makes me so mad that we benched him. Anyway. Like, screwed his attitude from the beginning, and anyway, whatever, I'm not going into this in, anymore. Also, I really don't want to go into this next thing, but I have to. D3 sanctioning update, NISA, the NISA League has announced an application submitted in advance of the September 1st deadline for fall 2019. Sock Takes mentioned that they only had one waiver related to one team having to play in a baseball stadium and thus having a um, smaller than expected field. Um, however. <laughs> There are literally, they haven't announced anybody that's going to be in this league. Nobody has been announced as being part of this sanctioning application, despite the fact that it's apparently a 900-page document of financial reports and background checks and, like... Well... All I can say is it's slightly better than NPSL Pro's rogue league idea where they're going to go off and have blackjack and hookers and soccer in the same situation. Whatever. Anyway, well, it's time now to move into a segment that we call The System Only Dreams in Total Darkness. Why are you hiding from me? Let's get national and discuss the latest from the U.S. national teams. U.S. women taking on Chile. Game ending 3-0 to the USA. The U.S. outshot Chile 24 to 1 in this game, on target 11 to 1. And yet, the biggest talking point is the fact that everybody could not watch this game for the first 45 minutes because ESPN decided to stick it on ESPN Plus because of U.S. Open coverage going long, despite the fact that they had repeats of Sports Center going on ESPN News and some replay from 2017 going on ESPNU at the time. Like, what's the point of ESPN having five channels? Yeah, well, what's the point of ESPN? Good point. ESPN Plus is making me so mad this year with its stupid blackouts and everything. It's absurd. Just put all your stuff in one place, damn it. Anyway, okay. Kristen Press eventually got her goal during her 100th cap. Um, She took a penalty converted it and yet somehow it was called back for encroachment despite the fact that said encroachment was likely because crystal dunn was limping off the fact that she got stamped in the run-up um she ended up or um press ended up scoring a goal in open play this was a weird game that it's almost a good thing that people weren't able to watch it just because you felt bad for Chile at the end. Yeah. Well, the U.S. women play Mexico, Trinidad, Panama in the CONCACAF Championship World Cup qualification group. They're also playing Chile as we speak. And they're up one nothing thanks to Mallory Pew. Pew, Thank pew, pew. Thank you for the life up, live update. The U.S. men's national team names its roster for Brazil and Mexico. These two friendlies coming up. This is a hashtag player kids moment. 14 players are 23 years old or younger. 14 players have five or fewer caps. And it doesn't even involve Christian Pulisic, who's out due to what they say are lingering fitness issues, but it's really the fact that he hasn't been that good for Dortmund lately. Yeah, it's too bad. Kenny Saif is injured. To first call up for Aaron Long, David Sarkan mentions his plans to call up at least one new player per camp cycle through the end of the year. Also coming out the news that Ernie Stewart has not yet interviewed a single candidate for U.S. national team manager. Why? Because because they needed to make sure that Juan Carlos Osorio would get off the market before they started interviews. He's been hired to coach Paraguay. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Well, let's now move into a segment that we call the Stiff Upper Leagues. What are you doing in England? Mind your own business. Well... 
something something about the English leagues where proper footy happens. That's what the notes read uh, as as the tagline for the segment. This is a segment in which we discuss English soccer. And uh, first up, Leicester coming up against Liverpool game that you did not watch, Caleb. No, I was sleeping because I the Friday night. I had just been at an independently baseball game in Sugarland, Texas, and got home well buzzed and tired. So got I, a little too much sugar. Is there sugar in beer? There's sugar in beer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's funny yeah. because you were buzzed, and the Sugarland baseball team is the Skeeters. Yep. Okay. All right. But yeah, slept in. But uh, from what I saw, that we Liverpool didn't play well, and they still won, which I'm. Doesn't I didn't know that could happen. Don't, it's very interesting. Don't go back and watch the Leicester goal. I, I'm not going to. Allison's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just keep thinking. Hey, how's the Edward keeper doing? He did come out and publicly apologize for that. Hmm. Anyway, Bournemouth getting its first loss of the year, two 0 against Chelsea. Uh, Manchester City playing Newcastle and and winning two one. But Yedlin scored a damn good goal, and it wasn't into his own net. Hey. It was a good goal this time. It man. was, and it wasn't into his own net. Uh, first goal by U.S. International since the 2014-15 season, I believe it was. Yes. Yeah. Well, Cardiff played Arsenal and came out and lost 2-3. to three, Arsenal getting that one goal. So, Petr Cech, what's up with that? <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> I'm just going to say this. I always said to myself, I would rather win 3-2 than 1-0 any day. Uh, no. No, I would not. I, I would trade everything for a nice 1-0 to the Arsenal right about now. This is starting to worry me. A lot. Well, well something that will set your mind at ease is that Wat- Watford beat Tottenham 2-1. Well, Wat- Watford basically playing physical. Spurs unable to handle it. Manchester United, though, getting the 2-0 win over Burnley. And Jose Mourinho stepping out of his emo zone for just a quick moment there. And then stepping back in, saying after the game that Manchester United couldn't fire him because it would cost them too much. Right. Okay, buddy. Never change. Well, Hubris. Liverpool, Chelsea, and Watford are all still on perfect records. Not a statement I expected to be saying. Uh, Caleb starts dancing. Let's now move into a segment that we call They Don't Call It Soccer. In brackets, some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world's leagues that we haven't discussed yet. Barcelona scoring eight goals against Huesca. Stop, stop, they're dead already, who only responded to two. This is the smallest team in La Liga. I believe the stadium holds something like 5,000 people. They, they got two. Yeah. So that's something. Yeah. Good um, job, little buddies. You did it. Here's how bad it was. Lionel Messi was sitting on a hat trick in stoppage time, and there is a penalty. And he was like, nah, Suarez can take it. Like, <laughs> that's how thoroughly killed Wesco was. Real Madrid beat Leganes 4-1. The question I want to ask you is, if a player like Cristiano Ronaldo leaves, do you give his number to another superstar or do you give it to someone like Mariano? I don't know who Mariano is, so no. Precisely. Yeah. So, so here's, no to both. The, 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 the reasoning someone gave me was that you give the number to someone who is not as famous because then the next person to take the number doesn't have the pressure of it being like a big-time number. I mean, how about let's not worry about numbers and let's not worry about labels, man. Okay, West Berdine. Vigo, Celta Vigo, played Atletico Madrid 1-2-0. Solid start to the season for Antonio Mohamed coming in from Monterrey. Um, Atletico, though, 10th place. Are they in crisis? Crisis, guys? Crisis? I mean, crisis? Sh- sure, why not? Let's leave- Everyone's in crisis this episode. Yay, everyone's in crisis. Yay, everything's terrible. All right, Bundesliga, let's just speed through it real quick. Schalke got beat by Hertha 2-0. Weston McKinney inexplicably playing a right back. Roos smashed off a Dominator Tedesco. <gasps> Jurgen Klinsmann! I would have gotten Zoinks. away with it, too, if it hadn't been for you meddling player kids. <laughs> 
All right, all right. We'll check if Tedesco, manager of Schalke, is in fact Klinsman leader. But let's now move on to League 1, where PSG continue winning. Marseille keep winning. Serie A. Juve beat Parma 2-1. More... No, Juve, yeah. But Gazzetto della Sport reported on Serie A player wages. They revealed that Cristiano Ronaldo is making three times more money than Gonzalo Higuain, the second highest wage earner in the league. Ronaldo on 538,000 euro per week. I mean, that's kind of unfair also, because we know that Higuain requires more of a food allowance than anyone else as well. Sampdoria <laughs> 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 scored three against Napoli, who cannot respond with any goals at all. But that, that, that goal by that guy, what's his name? How do you Fabio Quagliarella. That motherfucker, that goal is fantastic. Go watch it. Oh my god. You know, people don't like it when we say, like, go watch it, right? They're never going to go watch it. No one's going to go watch it. Yeah, but this no, one's they've already it. watched it. Okay, all They've right. watched it 17,000 times. Hey, Dad, I know you're listening. I'll send, I'll send, I'll send you the link. Yeah. Milan played Roma. Game ended 2-1 to Milan. Uh, unexpected thing for me to say. I thought Milan, going into this year with all their uncertainty of their ownership, wouldn't be doing so well. But here we are. They're really not doing that well. They're, like... One yeah, one and one Roma on the season so far at home, which is a start. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, let's now move into a segment that we call Soccer Things, where Colin dips into the deep, dark corners of the soccer world to bring you stories you won't and shouldn't believe. So, we've talked a bit about how Arsenal's start to the season has included some strange personnel and even stranger. Uh, defensive frailties, specifically Petr Cech being unable to play out of the back and Granit Xhaka being unable to play in general. So here's the big question. They have other options on the bench. Bernd Leno was brought in basically to be the next Petr Cech. Lucas Torreira was brought in to be the defensive midfielder for this team. Why exactly are they not playing? One would think that there's some sort of nudes of Unai Emery going on. It is not, in fact, that simple. If you look into Arsenal's accounts and their expenditures that come out every year, most people noticed the KSE payment that everybody freaks out from the Arsenal Spurs Trust about going to crunky sports enterprises. However, there was a smaller line item that came on there. £200,000 paid to Falveen Enterprises. Falveen Enterprises is the holding company run by the consultancy of Derek Falvey and Thad Levine, the president of baseball operations and general managers of the Minnesota Twins. Surprisingly enough, they have been advising Arsenal FC on how exactly to manipulate service time for their players. Specifically, they have found contract language working with the Premier League that suggests that if they hold Lucas Torreira and Bernd Leno from actually playing in any games for the next about 13 days or so, they will be able to control them for an extra year of playing time. Surprisingly enough, people think that this is a good idea. Lucas Torreira, fantastic prospect. Chances are he is going to pan out great for them. They want to have him for that extra year. However, it is highly unlikely, based on this contract scenario, that he would sign a longer deal than he's already signed for. More importantly, it's pissed off every single player within that clubhouse. I'm fairly certain that it means Aaron Ramsey is going to walk. It's definitely meaning that per Mertesacker, even though he's just retired, he's looking a little more askance and saying, do I really want to be involved with this organization? Everything is in flux as a result of this very myopic decision by them watch this space to figure out if service time issues are going to play in to how arsenal goes forward and whether or not that impacts their contracts going forward thanks colin 
With that, it's time to end our episode of We Call It Soccer. Please tell your friends to listen to this podcast. They can find it on fine podcast providers everywhere. Where can the good people find you two on Twitter? I'm at Olson 716 You can uh, find my writing at 551. Um, yeah, and uh, thanks to Tetanic for the use of their song Lustless. Uh, as our theme music, check out them on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. They have a show coming up this month now. Oh, September already. September 16th. This is Sunday at the Red Sea in Cedar Riverside. Shout out to the Red Sea. Uh, you can find my Twitter musings at The Attachment. You can find my writings at E Pluribus Lunum. Got an article up on the early returns of Angela Rodriguez. Spoiler alert, it's early, but it's not good. Okay. You can find me at TWO United Fans. We call it Soccer is produced by Nick Rodriguez, whose views on soccer and politics can be found at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. And with that, it's time for us to bid you adieu for another seven days. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>